1: It's Flame, the hottest podcast on the internet. Hey, we're back. What's happening? It's me, Robert Phoenix, and um, I'm here with the uh, Pixelated broadcast. Uh, How is everybody? I'm going to try to ignore the pixelation today so I can get the show in. And uh, it's been an interesting week dealing with technology and time and... uh, all kinds of other goodies since uh, Tuesday when we took the show on the road and uh, tried to crank out a couple of uh, remote location sessions here um, and I, I think to varying degrees it was fairly successful I was I was, I was juggling a lot just in terms of uh, trying to find a location kind of in real time so that I could actually do this when, you know, you're dealing with somebody who has just had eye surgery and going through a follow-up. So I apologize um, for the bumpy ride. And this weekend, I'll be working on some solutions to the broadcast screen. Um, A lot of you donated to an upgrade to my system a while back and um and I actually made good on that uh just prior to the event and I bought some streaming cameras they're they're made by a company called Mevo and uh, I actually got three of them even though I don't really need three of them uh, but I got three of them because you never know there may come a day where I may need three cameras but um I'm gonna be working on that this weekend and looking at integration and actually moving away from the, the laptop model. So you will probably see me at some point with just like a, a pad on this table. I'm not quite sure how it's gonna work out yet, but um, apparently with the Bevo cameras, there's more potential for uh, like transitions and all kinds of other stuff. So. This weekend is gonna be a lot of R&D on the Mevo side. And um, so hopefully by next week, fingers crossed, we'll have a bit of a different look um, and feel for the show. So changes, change is good. Change is a good thing. And uh, especially if we are the ones that are initiating the change. Sometimes life voice change upon us, in which case, you know, what are you gonna do? You either change or you die. That's pretty much how this thing works, right? So, welcome to the show. Um, I think we'll, we'll probably get a podcast out of today's show. You know, I didn't really feel great about putting the last couple of days up um, on the podcast side of things because, frankly, the, the shows felt fairly incomplete. And when I when I put something up as a podcast, I like to have a uh, you know as much of a, a solid and intact. Uh, version of the show that I can give to people because there is part of me that still does require some degree of perfection being a Virgo. So we'll turn today's show into a podcast. Um, I'll also have the Krimi's show from last Friday also up as a podcast uh, probably later today. So we'll we'll have the podcast side of things rolling again. And I'm going to be looking into uh, streaming across some multiple platforms um, as well. I mean, we already do uh, Rumble live, so this is happening live in Rumble. And I'm thinking of integrating um, Odyssey as well. So, you know, doing our best to kind of stretch out a little bit here and uh, bring more people into the mix to hear things that you are probably not gonna hear in other places. And today is gonna be one of those days because we are going to talk, yes, about Kanye West and I know there's so many other things going on in the world right now. So many other things. We've got the mRNA vaccine, which is looking more and more like some kind of uh, death shot from the movie Alien. That's really what it's starting to look like now. And did we really have any doubts about what this thing was going to do? And, and how it was going to manifest in our bodies. I I didn't. I had no doubt whatsoever. And if you listen to this show, um, you were well aware of what we were talking about the entire time. And one of the things that I uh, have assiduously preached and supported people to do was to resist the shot. And to your credit, I would say almost all of you listened. Some of you may not have had a choice. I'm not going to judge you for that. We all have our frailties, vulnerabilities, and weaknesses. As humans, sometimes shit happens, and these things are going to be um, exposed, for lack of a better term. Right. And, but for the most, for the most part, the majority of you uh, tapped out. You're like, no, I'm not going to do it. Right. So, you know, what we're seeing now is, is, is this just kind of almost alien like monstrosity. And if you've seen pictures of these clots, uh, they, they look like an alien species. They don't look like clots. Like clots never looked like that. You know, they never look like these, uh, these hydras that are growing inside of your body, right? Like, what's going to happen if somewhere down the line, all of a sudden, somebody's body just like peels wide open and this thing that's been growing inside of them actually takes shape and form? You know, what, what would happen if something like that happened? And all of a sudden, we're dealing with literally an alien species amongst us. Or that thing takes over the body of the person that's been vaccinated. And and these people that are are passing away, that are dropping like flies, that the media seems to be um, deaf, dumb, and blind to pulling a Tommy, uh, they're probably lucky. They're probably the lucky ones the unlucky ones are the ones that somehow stick around and allow for this thing to grow inside of them they're the unlucky ones that's my sense so that's going on and we could talk about that we could do a whole week of shows around just that alone but the kanye thing is front and center and i'm going to still talk about why am i going to talk about it because I'm gonna talk about Kanye in a way that other people won't talk about Kanye. I watch a lot of alternative media. I spent about half an hour watching Tim Pool last night <laughs> and their coverage of the whole Kanye thing was just outright embarrassing, just completely embarrassing. I'll get into that in a minute. But before I do, you know, there's business I got to take care of. I got to, got to uh, check in with uh, True Hemp Science and then of course uh, the absolute best chat group on the internet that would be Chataria. so let's uh, let me do a little True Hemp Science who's the sponsor of the show and give a shout out because by the way we'll have uh, Russ Winter on tomorrow over on YouTube it's always great to connect in with Russ uh, we'll talk about the uh, tur- turtles on the fence posts, how they got there, who they are. And I think we'll take a, a, a little, little stroll uh, down the Freudian uh, memory hole and really look at the damage that Freud has done through psychoanalytic theory. So I think we're going to combine two shows tomorrow and that'll be over on the YouTube side of things. OK, so let me... Uh... Let me go into some True Hemp Science here. There we go, ASMR land. The beautiful, the beautiful, tranquil, meditative, peaceful, relaxing, rejuvenating, revivifying atmospheres of True Hemp Science. We're there right now, and of course, if you uh, go into True Hemp Science's website, you'll find a whole list of products that are part of some of the best CBD uh, that you will ever have. And, uh, you know, what's also great about Chris's product is that he's got a 30-day money-back guarantee, which is right up there at the top of the website. If you don't like what it's doing, send it back within 30 days. You'll get your money back. I don't know too many other people who will, who will do something like that, right? So... Yeah, and this green screen thing, it'll be dealt with when I when I uh, have my... I think I'm going to build a new set, too. I've been looking at new set options. This this eclipse has been good for me. Like, I've had some challenging moments during this eclipse. I'm not going to lie. But ultimately, it's going to be good for me. Anyway, let's get back to True Hemp Science. Um, if you get $100 or more of their product, and you type in 15 minutes, that's 1-5-M-I-N-S, um, guess what's gonna happen? You're gonna get a free product. Right, $100 more, you get free product, $100 and 50, $150, you get free shipping. And if you go to Science backslash ref, backslash 23, that's science.com backslash ref, backslash uh, 23. That's where you can order and you can type in your code and you get all the goodies. And the cool thing about this, I'll tell you right now, I'll tell you what the cool thing is, is that Chris has a number of relationships with um, other broadcasters, podcasters, and streamers. Like, I know that he uh, is a sponsor for Crow Triple Seven. But you guys who watch this show and listen to this podcast, blow that podcast out of the water in terms of support. So what's that going to do? If Chris is going to get an order, same deal, from Crow Triple Seven. By the way, this is no slight on Crow Triple Seven. You know, from what I know about him, he sounds like a very good guy. Has compelling content. Uh, so this is no slight on him by any stretch. But that said, you guys have been supporting Chris in terms of the CBD. So if somebody's going to come through this portal, right, or the Crow 777 portal, who do you think Chris is going to give the white label service to? I'm just saying. And it's not because Crow doesn't have a good show. He has, he has, he has great content. But it's because you guys have supported Chris in a way that by far, and he's told me this, by far, this window, this portal has been more supportive supportive and sustainable than any other one that he has done business with. So what is he going to do? He's going to reward you for your loyalty and your ability to show up and support his business. I'm just saying, this is what happens. We start to bank things in life, right? We bank uh, credibility. We, we, we bank trust. Uh, we bank value. This is how life works. At least this is how life should work in my mind. Anyway, let's get into uh, some Chattaria. It'd be great to see you guys. Uh, just because <laughs> last, the last couple of days have been challenging. Even today, it looks like I'm on fucking uh, Earthlink, just in terms of the stream. I can't really watch myself too much. I'll get too, I'll get too self-conscious. Man, this eclipse, kicking my fucking ass. Normally with eclipses, I usually, I was born on an eclipse. So I usually roll with eclipses. This one has been kind of intense. There are some things that I've uh, encountered with this eclipse that have been interesting to say the least, both internally and externally. All right, so let's see who do we have here. Do we have chat? Oh shit, we don't even have chat today. What the fuck. All right, I gotta deal. I gotta deal with this somehow. Let me see if I can deal with this. Oh man. You know what happens sometimes. I'm going to do this. I've never done this before, but I'm going to try it right now. Sometimes, uh, you, know, you know when you click on something with your computer and just as you click, your computer fucking moves. You ever, you ever experienced that? Yeah, that's what happened. Because I put something in here and that's what happened. All right. Let me hold on. Let's make sure of the right thing here. Because they have viewer playlist, right? Viewer playlist right above the chat part. So I apologize for that. And I can't tell you how many times it's done it in the past and I've caught it in real time. There we go. Let's view the post. Let's see what happens here. Because I've never quite done this before and changed everything midstream. But that's what we're doing. There we go. Gotcha. Now I can see you. There we go. All right. Working out the kinks. Thanks for your patience with that. We get this new system in, everything's gonna change. It's all gonna be for the better, right? All right, let's see who we have here. You guys found your way into the chat. There's Michael, what's going on, Michael? Good to see you. There's Ryan, Thomas, Sony, Wendy. Who else do we have? hucklebuck411 is here Michael Pafford what's happened, Michael we missed you the last couple of days look at Wendy hugs my bad girl Wendy we hope you're doing, you're doing well and everything in your life is evolving gracefully beautifully with novelty and the appropriate fanfare who else do we have Kelly B what's going on Kelly um so David, listen to David's history in the stars. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. You're double tracking. I'd be busy as usual. Apparently so. Spooky. Yes. Look, well, yeah, I just keep hit I just keep hitting all the friends hits. What's going on Maurice 100? Good to see you, my friend. Back in Pensacola. They just don't make good music anymore. Atlanta Rhythm Section, underrated. That's an underrated band. By the way, that's Dark Yacht. That's Yacht yacht Noir. Uh, See you later, Thomas. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for showing up. Appreciate it, as always. Um, I found some artists making good music on Spotify, but you really have to search for it. We're going to talk about Spotify today with uh, Kanye. Today is my son's birthday. How did 30 years pass so quickly? We all ask ourselves the very same question, C. Pines. The very same questions. JMP Love, what's going on, Jackie? Jackie did a very cool thing at our event. The, we actually made, people became Kanye West chart at our event. It was awesome. Saw some report, this is what Kelly's saying, where Dems are turning to Obama for help with the bleeding party. I did a great job on the road. Thanks, Wendy. I appreciate it. Yeah, Joan, Joan is uh, doing her thing. She's getting back on track. Um, is this another day where Robert thinks he's broadcasting, but he's really not? No, man, I'm here. I'm here for you. I should have confronted that lady. In fact, I thought about this. Yeah, the timing is slightly off. Again, it's a computer issue. Um, Kelly B says, I tried to tell people not to get it, but you did the best you could. We all did. I knew the moment it came out, it was shit. Yeah, it's because you guys are switched on. You guys are switched on. This is a special group. I'm telling you right now. We may, we may not be stout in numbers, but we are vibrant in our resonance, in our knowing. Still feeling shocked by my hug sent from the other side on her birthday. Oh my God, you got one. That's pretty cool. Bernays is not just a sauce either. No, Bernays is not. Maurice chiming in on the uh, deliciousness of Bernays sauce on filet. (laughs) One of my son's good friends, hashtag died suddenly at 26. She and her family were vocal proponents of the poke. What do you do with that? Like, what do you do with being a vocal proponent of the poke? And then all of a sudden your kid dies. What do you do with that? How do you process that? I, I, I don't even know. I, I don't know how you process that. Do you lose your fucking mind? Um, do you just shut down? Do you go into denial? There's no manual for something like that. Like there is no manual. You know, we have a, we have a bit of a manual with autism, but usually with autism, you see... A change in the actual being, the actual being is still there, albeit an altered being. But you know, now it's this is this is there's there's no there's no user's guide for this, none whatsoever. You are VIP. Let me show you guys something. I don't always like to uh, toot the old horn. But uh, I'm going to toot the old horn. This is from Jelena. She sent this to me today. And remember, I was talking about uh, pitchforks and torches. Check this out. This is BlackRock headquarters. You've got some protesters there. Right. They put some rocks down there at the bottom. I guess that's shale. Your investments are killing us. Your greed equals climate chaos. So... It's really funny that black and what do they have? They got pitchforks. Look at that. What did I tell you? What did I tell you guys? The season of pitchforks and torches. There they are. You see that? You see that? That's a confirmation. It's an absolute confirmation that we're on the we're on the uh, the right ideological path it starts there. Those are, those are very interesting allies, aren't they? Because we look at BlackRock and we see ESG scores, and they're actually for the ESG scores, but they're not for BlackRock because BlackRock invests in petroleum while they're telling the rest of the world to divest in petroleum. Isn't that interesting? Unlikely allies, if we can all just somehow fucking pull it together and get on the same side and get on the same team and say, you know, we don't agree with you there, but we agree with you here. And that's good enough. That's good enough for now. And we'll sort the rest out when these clowns have been shipped off to the infernal circus the Circus of Hades. But we've been splintered into these special interest groups. It's so hard to get everybody on the same page. I mean, even in our world, it's, it's really, really hard to get on the same page because there's so, there's so much fractal um, either agreement or disagreement then I'm even guilty of it at times. I'm not, I'm not perfect. I try to be as, as open as I can, but there are times where I'm just not down with certain people or certain ideas and they're supposed to be on our side. <clears throat> like I know there are a lot of people like Cliff High. I just, I can't wrap my head around or arms around Cliff High. I'm sorry. Can't. I know Maurice loves him. Right. And I'm sure there are things that are in there with Cliff that are valuable. It's just, he's not, not my thing, you know, Joseph Farrell. I don't like Joseph Farrell. There, there are reasons for me why certain people just don't get, um, you know, the, the shine. Do they fucking care? They probably don't care. Uh, but there are reasons. Right? Does Joseph Farrell, 80% of his stuff, is it good? Can you get something out? Sure. Absolutely. When he blames Nazis over and over and over again, uh, that's where, that's, that's where I hit the event horizon with Joseph Farrell. Because I think we have to have a deeper look, which leads us into our conversation about Kanye West. So Kanye, if you're not following the, uh, the, every day's news with Kanye now, I don't, you know, it's like everybody said, it's not everybody, but his new name, he's literally changed his name to Yay. I just, I don't have, it's like, I don't know. It'll take me a while for me to get to yay. Because Kanye is a good, Kanye is a good brand, right? You, you know who he is for better or worse now. Well, I guess the yay part is the worst part. The Kanye is the better part. Uh, but he's a Gemini. So he's going to do stuff like that. He's a sun Jupiter conjunction in Gemini. So he's going to do that. So funny, we had a guy at the event with uh uh, Jackie's, Jackie's presentation and um, her enactment of Kanye's chart. And she has all these cool t-shirts that she made with planets on them. And the guy who was Jupiter, he was too big for the Jupiter shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that was fitting. Or not fitting, actually. So the latest with Kanye is that he went to Sketchers yesterday. And he got uh, tossed out of Skechers. So we talked about this the other day. Adidas canceled his deal. Kanye wanted out of that deal. He wanted out of the contract. He wanted out of the contract with the Gap. He didn't like those contracts. Guess what he did? He threw a Molotov cocktail on him. So was he literally killing three birds with one stone? Maybe. But he went out and started to look for a new deal and he showed up in Skechers yesterday, which is shoes worn by middle-aged dudes. I'm sorry, but that's just how they work. They started off, I think, as like a a skateboarding shoe, but now they're they're the comfort technology company. So when you get to be a certain age, you don't like fucking with shoelaces. Trust me. So these sketchers that you just kind of slip in. Oh. This is not his demographic. I don't know what he's doing here. here I'll show you their website. He got, so he went there yesterday and he got kicked out. They escorted him out of the building. So this is what you get with sketchers. The Deluxe Oxford, shop women's, shop men's, shop boys. We got their featured commercials. I guess they still have uh, shoelaces. I think I think for a long time Skechers was one of the uh, few uh, tennis shoe companies it was actually made in the United States. Although I think that's probably changed. See, there you go. Designed to slip in, slip on hands-free. Just step in and walk away. I don't want the 20% off. Unique comfort pillow design in the heel. Adds pleasure with every step. So Kanye was kicked out of uh, the Skechers headquarters yesterday. He showed up unannounced. Who is the uh, CEO of Skechers? you should ask the question because the answer will provide you with the answer. So the CEO of Skechers is Robert Greenberg. (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, this just kind of goes to show that Kanye West is probably uh, not very far off from his original statement. Robert Greenberg, uh, he was born in 1940, so he's like right at the edge of being a baby boomer. Let's take a look at Robert Greenberg. Let's see, let's see his Business and personal genealogy. The son of Harry Greenberg and Bell maiden name unknown, married wife's name unknown, divorced, six children. So I guess in the, the 60s he was part of Talk of the Town. Then he was the owner of Wig Bazaar, 65, 68. Then he was the owner of Wigs and Things, 68 to 70. Uh, 70, he became the owner of the Europa Group. Uh, and then Europa Hair. Then he became the owner of Wild Oats. That's an interesting shift. That's the, uh, that's the health food store. Then he became an importer of Removatron. In 1977, he became an investor in Roller Skates of America. They were big back then. Uh, 79, 83, owner of LA Gear. That was a very popular company. Then he parlayed that into the CEO of Skechers USA. And the uh, headquarters are in Manhattan Beach. He started with a very modest career with talk of the town. And then made his bones in wigs and things. He opened uh, Roller Skates of America, later ditching the rental business when the fad ended. However, roller skates were what brought him to his first shoe industry trade show. After earning $3 million off a $10,000 license to sell shoelaces and promoting the movie E.T., Greenberg had the capital with which to start L.A. Gear. L.A. Gear was pretty successful for a while. They had a boom, then a bust. A boom and a bust. And uh, Skechers is born out of the ghost of LA gear. So the guy is uh, pretty successful, right? Pretty successful dude. Uh, but he is a Greenberg. And uh, I think he probably took some offense to what Kanye West had to say. So we're at this very interesting pivot moment with Kanye West. I watched Tim Pool yesterday and talk about a group of so-called alt news people or people that, you know, have a different opinion about how the news is created and disseminated they get a big fucking fail. Like a huge fail. And you can tell that they're really wet behind the ears when it comes to talking about stuff like this. They just are. I mean, Tim Pool just utterly denounced it. Right? He'll talk about it, talk around it. He has other people on the show. He made sure yesterday he was padded. Like he had so many people on his show yesterday that he could kind of pass around the talking stick. Because if you know and watch Tim Pool, if you watch and know Tim Pool, Tim Pool is never at a loss for words and almost always has an opinion and controls the flow of that conversation. In the Kanye case, he was a little more in the background, just slightly more in the background and not really addressing, except that he denounced the vile, hatred and anti-Semitic marks, remarks that uh, Kanye has been spewing. And then I think Luke, you could watch Luke Radowski, who's back on the show. And uh, Luke was, you could tell, he, <laughs> you could tell there are things that he wanted to say, but he wasn't saying them. You could tell. a Body language is everything. Like he had his head down, you, you just tell, like, he's like, man, I wish I could say some things here, but I really can't. So what he did is he um, brought up, a I think it was a definition of semitism and anti-semitism. And that's where, you know, people get in the weeds around a lot of this stuff. You know, who are Semitic people? So if you are speaking out against um, Islam you're anti-Semitic, those are Semitic people. Based on the definition, the ever-changing definition, uh, they come from a part of the world where there are Semitic peoples. And you can make a very good case that the majority of the people that Kanye West is speaking about are not from that part of the world. That they originate in the Ukrainian, Lithuanian, uh, Kazarian Kazakian area of Central Europe right that that's where they originate from are they are they uh, Turkic or proto-Turkic in origin and does that make them Semitic I don't know I don't have the answer to that but what I do know is that you could look at certain people that currently live in the state of Israel and they got blonde hair and blue eyes. They're not looking very Semitic to me. That's just my take. That's just my take. The Semitic people in that area are actually living on the other side of what we would call the, the wall or the Maginot Line, which you know we would uh, classify as Gaza, formerly known as Palestine. Right. Those are very Semitic people. They fit the definition. So even this whole idea of anti-Semitic is just it's weird. It's a it's a it's a weird thing. And I go back to the Lex Friedman interview or Friedman. And. If there was anything. That was kind of left out there hanging and was. Um, Sort of dubious and in the air, the Lex Fridman interview put an end to all that. You know, whatever whatever uh, malaprop that Kanye was going to deliver or step into, that was it. That was that was the uh, that that was the sharpening of the blade of the guillotine. Kanye West. By the way, Kanye's mercury is conjunct algal in this chart, which I I believe I've talked about. If not, well, we'll put that on the public record right now. So Tim Poole and company are just, they're they're ill-equipped to talk about what's actually going on here. And one of the things that that, um, has been brought up, and I think it's a fair point, I think it's a very fair point. If Kanye West had come out and said, white people are the devil. White people are the reason why uh, the world is in such a horrible place. White people were in charge of slavery. Uh, White people are uh, wicked and satanic colonizers. If he said all of those things, how do you think he'd be treated? The guy from Sketchers would, would give him his own fucking company. I'm telling you. Right? If if he went down that path and just stated those things, he'd be rewarded. And as a so-called white person in a meat suit, right? Like how 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 would white people feel about that? They're like, well, you're you're being racist. You're being fucking racist, dude. Like that's vile and racist against so-called white people. Oh, haven't we heard that before? Oh, yeah, we have. But that doesn't count. That doesn't matter. However, you have this other group, and as soon as they are slightly offended, slightly offended, they cancel the fuck out of that person, right? I mean, so these are really interesting standards. That are clearly not applicable to these these two groups that I'm talking about, right? One group just slams the door shut and says, "You're canceled." But do they do that to Joy Reid, right? Does Joy Reid or or what's his name, Ellie, Ellie Miss, the guy with the with the the pencil eraser afro, do they get canceled? Do they get shut down? Hell no! They get promoted. So one group gets to define the terms and conditions about how they can be talked about, while this other group is just basically a fucking welcome mat that you wipe your, your wipe your feet on, going in and out of the house. Nobody's talking about this. Nobody's bringing it up in these terms. They didn't bring it up on Tim Pool last night. They got five guys there on Tim Pool. You would think one of them would bring it up. They did bring up the fact that Ben Shapiro did not have Kanye West on his show. And they're like, oh, really? He didn't do it? He didn't have Kanye? Of course he's not going to have Kanye on his show. What's really interesting about that, and again, we're talking double standards here, is the fact that, Ben Shapiro, Dave Rubin, you name it—none of them are going to have Kanye on their show. Lex Fridman did, and I don't know. Maybe Lex Fridman was trying to, you know, find the humanity in Kanye. He's always talking about humanity—that's his thing. Lex Fridman, humanity for a guy who specializes in AI, in synthetic sentience, and robotics, uh, computer modeling, and engineering. He's got a big investment in finding the humanity in people. Ironic, I mean, he is a Leo, we'll give him that. But that interview was the cement coffin for Kanye. That was it, done, right, done. And Lex Fridman will never have an interview like that with the same numbers ever again. Like, I, I bet that interview's trending close to about 3 million views. You don't even get that on CNN. I mean, Fox, Tucker Carlson, I don't even know if Tucker gets 3 million people watching his shit. Maybe on a special, I don't know. Or maybe when, like, you know, the uh, 30th version of Hunter Hunter Biden's laptop uh, gets exposed. Maybe then he has 3 million people. But none of those guys had him on his show. Why? Why? Because he's vile and hateful. And we're not going to give a platform to somebody who's vile and hateful. Where have you heard that before? You know who says that? The left says that. The left will not have anybody on from the so called right because they're vile and hateful. And we're not going to give them a platform to spew their wretched hate. Essentially, Ben Shapiro, Dave Rubin, and the rest of them are saying the same thing. So what separates them from the so-called left? Question mark. What separates them? In this instance, nothing. They're the same. Well, let's go down that path for a minute. Well, if they're the same in terms of their ideology around speech, then maybe they have more in common with the so-called left than many people might realize or understand. Maybe that's really what's going on here. And when you get to that level, are the left and the right or the so-called right or the alt-right, are they the same? Are they the same? Do they originate from the same place, literally, maybe metaphorically, perhaps. That's a really interesting question to wrap your head around, because if that's true, then you have theoretically one group controlling the conversation on both sides. And on the one side where we talk about things like free speech or freedom of expression or pronouns or gender, there's a little more leeway. There's a little more latitude. But that's about where it ends. It's it, it's a it's a uh, uh, defined area. It's a cordoned off area. It's like a free speech zone. Do you remember who was it? Was it with? Um, I think it was with Bush and maybe Obama. Remember when Bush, when he was president, they actually had cordoned off areas that were called free speech zones do you remember that they had those things and they were like about three blocks away from where the actual protest was going or where the actual event was going on oh yeah you can have your free speech yeah about three or four blocks away that's right just go over there you come over here nah, there's no free speech involved until of course the summer of floyd happened where did those free speech zones go nowhere to be found the lines were eradicated and erased and america became like a free dub zone and it really hasn't recovered since then but getting back to ben shapiro and dave rubin and the cancel culture they are at the tip of the spear for cancel culture right now right now they're at the tip of the spear for it and They have railed incessantly against what? Cancel culture. And now they have become cancel culture. And if people can't see this clear enough, I don't know what else you can do for them, for them to get the picture. Because that's the picture. That is the picture. It is framed off right there in that picture. So, if they have become cancel culture, and they have railed against cancel culture, but now they have cancel culture in common, well, the question then becomes, maybe they have a lot more in common. And maybe that's really what we should be talking about. They have a lot more in common than what we think meets the eye. So when that happens, then we go down this rabbit hole, right? We go down this rabbit hole between what? Neoliberalism and neoconservatism, And we know that the neocons were neolibs at a certain point in time. That was their trajectory. When the neoliberals came to this country, either directly from Ukraine, which is where they originate from, Ukraine and Lithuania, or they were part of that group that got the fuck out of Mexico because, uh, what's his name? Trotsky. I I always get Trotsky and Tolstoy a little bit confused for a minute. I have to go through my Trot toys in my head. But Trotsky went to Mexico because number one, Stalin wanted to kill him. Stalin wanted to kill every rival You know, it'd be like like me killing every other astrologer. Yeah, you know, go fucking kill Michael Newton. Yeah, I know David and I were really good friends, but take him out. You know, that's what Stalin did. He just took out everybody that was a threat. And he was gonna gonna go after, Trotsky got the fuck out. He's like, man, he sent me to Siberia. I I better get the fuck out of here. So he did, he went to Mexico. And what was he going to do in Mexico? Start another revolution. That's exactly what he was going to do there. He's not like going to change his spots or his stripes or whatever the saying is. So he went down to Mexico and hung out with Diego Rivera and uh, was banging Frida Kahlo. Diego Rivera is probably watching. He's probably making a mural of it. That's what happened. And he, But he wasn't there alone, wasn't like, hey, I'm just here. No, he had people around him. And then uh, once either one of his people betrayed him, which is possible, he could have had a Judas amongst his group, or once Stalin had sent somebody to Mexico to take him out, he got the ice pick. And what do the rest of the, the uh, Trotskyites do? They moved to the United States. They went to Chicago. I've talked about this. Where do the neoliberals start out at? Chicago. University of Chicago. That's where it all starts. That's where they go. And I've said this before, Trotsky's granddaughter works for, I think, the NIH or or some government agency that has to deal deal with addiction, right? So that's what we're talking about. These people, these people, the Trotskyites, are radicals. Radicals. And then they go from being radical neoliberals to radical neocons. Trump comes into office. They don't like Trump. They, William Crystal goes back to being a neoliberal again until Trump leaves. <coughs> and now with uh, Trump out of office and uh, diaper daddy and his president, He's a neocon again, right? Victoria Newland was uh, MIA during the Trump administration. Oh, now she's back with Biden. Oh, guess what? We've got an issue with Ukraine. Gee, what a coincidence. And so what we have is we have this very interesting um, combination of being neoliberal and neoconservative in the same group. They are the same group. This is, this is who's controlling the narrative on both sides. And so with the neoconservatives, you can be a bit more nationalistic, right? You can be a little bit more na- Why? Because nationalism is a byproduct, <clears throat> in a lot of ways, of Zionism. Zionism is a nationalistic belief in the state of Israel. Guess what? They can have it. They can have a nationalistic state. They want to. There's nothing that, there's no reason why they can't have a nationalistic state. They do. But other states that try to become nationalistic, somehow they come under fire. They get put under the microscope and they get burned like an ant on the sidewalk. Oh, nationalism, not good. Not good. You know what nationalism leads to? It leads to fascism. That's right. Fascism. And yet, our friends in the Middle East have a nationalistic state. And by the way, they have every right to have a nationalistic state. They have every right to have a theocratic state, if that's what they so choose. Does that mean you have to do business with them or support them? Yeah, you know, it's like speech. We're finding that out with Kanye. Kanye said some things that pissed some people off. You have know, free speech, but there's always ramifications for it. The problem with those ramifications is that in many ways, right, in many ways, um, there's no real, I don't want to use the word check and balance, because that means that we got to, we got to limit speech. I, and I'm not into that. So they can come out and say that. The, the, I think the bigger challenge with Kanye is the marketplace and the lack of real allies. He has no allies. He has nobody standing up for him. He has nobody speaking up. For him. you know why? Because they're watching what's happening to him. And they're saying to themselves, shit, do I really want that to happen to me? Do I really want that to happen to me? No, I don't want that to happen to me. So this is what we have. Whatever you think of him, whether he's nuts, bipolar, uh, whether he's trying to get out of contracts, whether he's um, a man of profit, the Howard Beale of our time, whatever you think of him, he is suffering uh, the slings and arrows of being an advocate for his own truth, articulate, inarticulate, whatever. Right? He's suffering the slings and arrows for that. Now you can make a case that maybe he's being programmed. Maybe this is part of his program. Maybe he's supposed to do this. Maybe he's supposed to blow up and become a you know, a pincushion for the rest of the world to see. Maybe this is all part of it. Maybe he's doing exactly what they put into his head when he went into Cedar sinai uh, back in 2016, after they pulled him off the stage at Arco Arena uh, in Sacramento, when he started to talk political shit. Maybe that's exactly what happened, I don't know. What I do know is that his exposition of the things that he went through is very specific. It's very, very specific. And I think he's very clear about, and one of the things he said that really goes over, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> a lot of people's heads is his comment about Jared Kushner. His comment about Jared Kushner was that he was Trump's handler. Like he's said that on more than one occasion and it just goes right over people's heads because all they want to focus on is like the hate part or the anti-Semitic part. And if you're somebody that wears a red hat, which is what Kanye calls it, um, and you hear that comment, right? What are you going to do? You're going to focus on his so-called madness or his so-called bipolarity and his, offensive speech, right? You're gonna gloss right over what he had to say about Jared Kushner. He is right. He is 100% on the money about Jared Kushner. Jared Kushner was Trump's handler. He was right there with Trump every step of the way. Every step of the way, total handler. Astrologically, I remember going on uh, Regina's show, and I think it was, I, I've told this story. It was my last show in Boulder with Regina and I talked about Trump's chart and how Trump has Pluto in Leo in his 12th house and Jared Kushner has his true note in Leo in his chart. Interesting. Jared Kushner is here to assume the role of being a king, right? That's what the true note in Leo is about. Like uh, the royal eye. In layman's terms, for the rest of us, it's self-esteem and being able to accept your own abilities and accomplishments and to strive forward in life to achieve them. In his case, to become a father, right? Because that's what Leo does, becomes a father. Oh, yeah, he did all those things. But his true note is Kim John Trump's Pluto in the 12th house. That is the fucking power behind the scenes. He's tapping into Trump's Pluto. He's tapping into Trump's power. Jared Kushner's wealth grew tremendously over the four years that he inserted himself in the White House with Trump along with Ivanka. And we didn't elect that little fucking shit. We didn't elect him. People elected Trump, not Jared Kushner. And this is what Kanye talked about. And nobody has picked up on that all they want to pick up on is how hateful he is and how anti-semitic he is and how hitlerian he is and now they're watching him get cancelled left right and center but he said some very specific things the jared kushner comment is a comment that you should just frame and hang on the wall you you want to know why Trump was not as effective as he could have been. And look, and you can think that he's controlled opposition, that he's compromised, all those things are on the table, and you should be able to talk about them. But we know for a fact that Jared Kushner was there all the time. How many pictures? Here, let me show you. Watch this. Look at this, right here, it's New York Times. I probably won't get the whole thing. Oh. There, let me read it. On Thursday, November 5th, 2020, barely 24 hours after Donald Trump. Come on. Come on. Now i got to log in. Oh, fuck you. I'm going to log out. That's not what I wanted anyway. Uh, That that article called him a handler. How he handled Trump, says it in the article. That's not really what I wanted. I just just want to show you the pictures. That story popped up. Mr. Kushner developed his own techniques for handling Donald Trump. Take a look at these pictures. Look at him. He's always there. Right? He's always in the background. Look at that. Look at that. This is exactly what Kanye's talking about. Right here. Look at that one. He looks like a fucking robot. Have you guys seen that movie Replicas with Bruce Willis? Well, here we go again. True note jump Pluto, 12th house. Who's handling who? Every time he turned around, there's fucking Jared Kushner. There he is again, look at him. That's what a handler does. They're always there in the background. Always, always, always. Look at the body language. You see it? Look at the body language. He's always watching him, always clocking him. There's another one. There he is again. There's the other handler, his own daughter. How could he, how could he let him marry that, that daughter of his? They're there again. Look at him. Those are your handlers right there. That's what Kanye's talking about. Here he is again. He's always got that same look on his face, like he's clocking him. Everything he's saying, everything he's doing. Yes, 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 they hug each other. Isn't that nice? Can you see the same look? Look at the two of them. This almost looks like he's wearing a yarmulke. I know it's not, but looks like it. Anyway, there are plenty of pictures. Here's another one. Look at him. He's always lurking in the fucking background. Power behind the throne. Look at this look. (laughs) This motherfucker is evil. I can tell you that right now. There he is again. He's always just off to the side. Always glancing in. Here he is, right? This is what Kanye is talking about. He's always in the background. Always taking notes. Always making sure that Trump is doing what he's supposed to do. Look at that. There he is again. But is anybody talking about this? No, not at all. And this is one of the things that Kanye talked about. No, instead, let's just make him anti-Semitic. Let's make him into Hitler, right? That's what they want. So the Kanye story is far from over. You know, where it goes from here, I, who knows? you know, it goes, um, you go in four directions, right? Direction one is that uh, the implosion keeps happening. It's like a controlled demolition and he's got nothing, right? Will he, will he cry? Will he bemoan his fate? I don't think so. I don't get that about him. I don't get that about him. So that, that's a possibility. Of course, the apologia is part of the deal, but I don't know. I don't think he's going to go there. He's got Mercury and Taurus, Venus and Taurus, and Mars and Taurus. He's a stubborn fucker. He's stubborn. And getting him to move off of this is going to be really tricky, right? Really, really tricky. And this last eclipse was in opposition to his Mars-Venus conjunction in Taurus. So he's definitely getting this eclipse energy. Um, So the absolute devastation and ruin of Kanye West. Yep, that's on the table for sure. Uh, The apologia route uh, where he goes through some kind of therapy, uh, has a conversation with God, and uh, Jesus told me to forgive uh, the people who have canceled me. Uh, That's a possibility. He could spin it that way. I could easily see that. I could easily see that. And if he has an apology that's wrapped in uh, liturgical, you know, robes and language, will it be enough for the people that cancel him? Probably not because he's cashing it in those terms. If he's going to apologize, it'll have to be a secular apology. And it probably won't be enough. He'd probably have to go through like the, you know, the worldwide Holocaust museum tour, donate X amount of money to the Holocaust museums around the world. And maybe just maybe they might let him have a distribution deal with some company, but not a major company. Maybe. The other part of this is that, this is a tremor and it's a tremor that gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And he may wind up being just like, um, you know, Sinanda, Emmanuel, Christ, like crucified. Whether you believe in that story or not, right? We're watching the crucifixion of Kanye or Ye. This is, this is what's happening. This is an archetypal moment and it's a crucifixion moment. And is he committing professional suicide to, in some ways, die for our sins regarding speech and being able to name particular people or particular groups? Is, is that what's going on with him? Is it all the above? These are all open-ended questions right now. And I think the for me, the most important part is to ask questions about players and people and institutions along the way. Because it's very clear that there is one standard for one group and another standard for another group and another standard for another group. And so we said, well, Robert, that's the way it's always been. Yeah, sure, it's always been that way. But now it's visible, right? This, This is the explication of the thing that we have always thought about and talked about amongst ourselves. We're seeing it now. Because again, I'm gonna come back to this point, which I talked about earlier, which is had Kanye come out and said, white people are evil, white people are the reason why we're in such a great state of peril, that racism is systemic and that colonization is um, the, the, the culprit behind all of this, do you think he'd be canceled? No, he'd be celebrated. He'd be celebrated. If he said Christianity is evil, that Christianity is one of the reasons uh, why we're in in such a great uh, disarray as a people, that Christianity is judgmental, that Christianity is tied to capitalism and colonialism, that when you look at the story of the uh, uh, Dominican uh, monks who set up the the mission system in California, they're linked to the conquistadors, right? So you have church and army and church and state. You have things like the Crusades. I mean, there are all these things that you could point to, and condemn them he'd be celebrated he would be celebrated he could rip christianity and so-called white people a new asshole 24 7 and he'd get new contracts but you do that with another group and you're fucked right you're fucked so this is i think the bigger piece here one group gets to determine what happens when another person comes out and cancels or what, or comes out and speaks out against that group. What do they do? They circle the wagons. They circle the wagons and then they cut them off at the knees. This is what's being demonstrated to us. And if, if you're paying attention and if you're a conservative, right? See, this is the deal. This is the, the deal that was made. You can be a conservative and you can talk about critical race theory and you can talk about the gender piece and the pronoun piece. and You can talk about all these things and you can shake your fist and you can rail at the world, right? As long as you color inside the lines. As long as you recognize like israel as a nation state and that they have validity and that you're not going to cross any of those any of those boundaries right you can say all that shit, but the minute you move across that line guess what your opinion now becomes a pinata this is exactly what happens even aoc did it right aoc got on the wagon She got on the wagon. She started to talk smack about what happens to the Palestinians and war. And guess what? She had to walk back. And she's not even a fucking conservative. She's the daughter of a spook who's posing as a liberal. A radical liberal. A communist. That's the deal. You can talk about all these things. But when you cross a line. When you cross a line, when that line is crossed, then you're you're up for being canceled. It's the way it is. It, It gives you a type of indemnification to talk about these things. insurance, it's an insurance policy really is what it is. But you talk about another group in that way, and oh my God, you're a celebrity, you're a hero. You get your own TV show. This is what the culture promotes. And again, what I've tried to do is I've tried to establish that whether it's the neocon or the neoliberal perspective, in many ways, they're the same perspective. They're the same perspective. And the reason is why. Because neither will let the so-called opponent of their opinion, or their point of view, or their beliefs, or their political platform, share that platform with them. Neither one will. Ben Shapiro won't talk to Kanye West. Dave Rubin won't talk to Kanye West. Um, Joy Reid won't talk to Dave Rubin. Right? It's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's the same muzzle that they put on opposing views. And the reason why is because they don't want to give a platform to somebody who's hateful. Is that that denying free speech? In some ways it is. In some ways it is. It's, It's a denial of free speech by refusing to engage in a public platform, period, end of story. Um, So my position on all this is that it all needs to be on the table, all of it. It all needs to be on the table, all of it. And that ultimately we would be a better species if it's all on the table. If it's not all on the table, then some groups have the ability to speak more freely than others by excluding certain people or certain groups who they believe are speaking out of turn or saying things that are, quote unquote, distasteful, harmful, painful and hateful. We all got to get over it. Okay, we all have to get over it. I've spent the last 15 years hearing about how shitty white people are okay and i'm in a meat suit this is not even really who i am i'm in a meat suit i said this the other day i'm in a meat suit but i've heard it for the last 15 years right how shitty white people are which is a program it's propaganda we know that it is that's on the table can anything else be on the table? On the table, well, apparently not. Not everything gets to be put on the table. But if we're going to get through this, if we're really going to get through, if people are really committed to these principles, and people like Tim Pool, then you got to put everything on the table, and you got to put it on the table in a way where you can where you can talk about it. That's the way it is the way it is if it's not all on the table then we don't have a fucking chance in hell all right that's it for today thanks for being here thanks for putting up with uh, the glitchy shit um hopefully when we get the new system set up here a lot of that will um go by the wayside fingers crossed use your head in order to show what's real your heart to set what's possible I'm Robert Phoenix. I got love in my heart for everybody, by the way, I do. I really do. I got love in my heart for everybody. And it's it's my hope and my dream that we wake up. We all wake up, we wake up together. And the people who are misaligned, misaligned to certain ideas, facts and principles Frequencies that they wake up to and that they understand it and they get it. And so we all come to the party together. That's my hope. That's my dream. Is it possible? We'll find out. Take care. Bye for now. Um, I'll see you guys tomorrow on the uh, Friday forecast over on YouTube with Russ Winter. Until then, see ya.